with the temperatures raising at 120 degrees, a Samaritan woman comes to the well. But you know something? When I was reading this for the first, well, well not for the first time, but as I was rereading it, I found myself not so much focusing on the woman, but like a fly on the wall, I found myself focusing on Jesus. And I felt quite horrified at his behaviour. So, taking the risk of being struck down by thunder and lightning, just follow me in my train of thought. The first verse, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. Now, why? Why? He didn't really have to go through Samaria. He could have taken some other route. Most Jews would avoid going through Samaria and take the long way round. They wouldn't demean themselves by crossing into Samaritan land. Why did Jesus have to be different? Why did he have to be so controversial? Why did he have to go against convention? Especially when the opposition were already rising against him, especially from the Pharisees. They seemed to dislike the people that he mixed with. They didn't like his popularity. And yet, here was Jesus antagonizing them once again by going through Samaritan land. So, what was wrong with these Samaritans? Why did the Jews not like them? Well, it was mainly because they were a mixed race of foreigners. Foreigners brought in from many lands when Assyria conquered the northern half of, of, of Israel. But all that took place 700 years before Jesus came on the scene. But these foreigners that were brought in by the Assyrians, they intermingled and intermarried with the Jews. And that was unforgivable in the eyes of the Jews from the south. So to add in, injury to insult, these Samaritans, as they became known, they set up an alternative place for worship as well. They decided they would worship on this Mount Gezerim, not in the Holy Jerusalem. So Jesus is there in Samaria, but he doesn't seem to care one tot about what he ought to do or what people think he should do. He doesn't seem to mind being controversial. Some inner voice, some instinct, some knowledge has told him he needs to go through Samaria. And being his own man, or, or God's man as it were, he follows that inner voice rather than conviction. So as I said before, 12 noon, 120 degrees out there, and tired from traveling, he chooses a nice little spot by the well of Jacob to rest just outside the town of Sychar while his disciples go into the town to buy food. And when the Samaritan woman arrives, so begins one of the longest recorded conversations Jesus ever had with anyone. Jesus starts badly. Will you give me some water? You know, come on. 
What's he doing speaking to a Samaritan woman? Hey, come on, Lord. What's he doing speaking to a woman without a husband present? Just a no-no in those days. And of course, Jesus will know who she is. What's he doing speaking to a, a shady lady in the first place? Of course, he shouldn't have forgotten his bucket in the first place and then none of this would have happened, would it? Men. The Samaritan woman is clearly taken aback, as well she might be. How come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? If you knew who I was, you would be asking me for a drink. You wouldn't be asking me for a drink. You'd be asking for fresh living water. Say so you don't even have a bucket, and the, Jordan, the Jacob's well is deep. How do you propose to get this living water? Are you better than Jacob? Anyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water that I give him will never thirst again. It will be like a spring gushing up within, full of life. Oh, sir, I'd like some of that water so I won't ever have to come back to this well again. But then things start getting really wrong. And it's all Jesus' fault. Go call your husband and come back here. She drops her head. I, I have no husband. Too right. You've had five husbands and the man you're living with now isn't your husband. Oh dear. What a slap in the face. What's he playing at? Why is he being so insensitive, so confrontational to this woman? Why bring up her past, poor woman? Is he being deliberately cruel? Is he being deliberately hurtful? Surely that's not like him. And surely five marriages don't make her a sinner. I mean, famine and wars and disease and injury meant that Men used to drop like flies in those days. And there was no widow's pension either. She was faced with either becoming a beggar, a prostitute or remarrying. This time she chose to share her bed with a man who was not her husband. Bad choice? Come on, think about it. What would you do? What would you do? I wouldn't like to judge her. But there were plenty who had. No wonder she chose to come to the well at noon on her own to avoid people, to avoid the gossips and the, the hurtful remarks. Was she friendless? Well, I would imagine she was. Was she unhappy? Well, if you haven't any friends, yes, you usually are unhappy. Ashamed? Possibly. Needing love? Well, I, I would think so. I would think so. This was a woman who was desperate to survive. But in doing so, she had gone against convention. She had been controversial in her actions. So that's two of them sitting outside Jacob's well. Soulmates. Soulmates. To right, Jesus said, You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. Ah, oh, the woman can't take it. It's too much. 
Jesus has hit her where it hurts the most. The barriers come up. A change of subject, a smoke screen to draw him away from stop this probing into her past. So, you're a prophet, are you? Well, tell me this, and we Samaritans worship God here on Mount Gazarim, but you Jews insist on Jerusalem. That, you say that's the right place. She'd rather talk about worship, she'd rather talk about theology, she'd rather talk about Jerusalem, or the differences between Jew and Samaritan. But I don't blame her, do you? Jesus was just getting that little bit too close, and there was stuff she'd rather keep hidden. Do you know the feeling? Stuff that you just want to keep to yourself. Jesus gets the hint. At last, he gets the hint. This probably, I would imagine, as I read it, I felt there'd be a moment's silence before Jesus said, well, it tells her it's where we work. The where we worship is not important. But what God is looking for are people who are honest honestly themselves before God <coughs> what a clever technique can you see where he's heading so God is looking for people who are honest about themselves before him is he she gets the message Jesus is saying come on stop changing the subject here be honest before God about what your life has been be totally honest before him. Say what's on your heart. Just let it out. Just be honest before God. Deal with this problem here and now. Oh, she gets the message all right. Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter whether she does this in Jerusalem or on Mount Gazarim or where. The where is not important. The now is. The submitting to Jesus is all that's important. She tries one more trick, just, just to avoid the issue. She says, I know that when the Messiah comes, he will explain everything to us. I am he, says Jesus. Well, well she can't get away from that one, can she? You know, it occurred to me, and I sort of spent some time chewing over this thought, that if Jesus has made this controversial detour for a lonely, rejected Samaritan woman, totally messed up in her life, then he's just as likely to do that for me and for you. And I, I really like that thought. I thought, it's just, it doesn't matter what I've done or how bad I've been or how, what habits that really get on my nerves and I can't break or all the things that I should be and I'm not. It doesn't matter because Jesus would go out of his way just to be there for me. And I love that thought. I just totally love that thought. And I, I, I sort of pondered on that thought for a while, but then it moved on, didn't it? It moved on and I felt as though... Yeah, it's getting a bit tricky now. If Jesus does that for me, then he might just want me to do that for others. <laughs> that's, not, that's not so good. That's not so clever. I don't know that I fancy walking to Samaria and speaking out 
facing controversial situation. I don't know that I would want to cause conflict because it goes against all the rules and regulations. That's not my way. That takes a lot of courage. It's not easy. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? <sighs> Jesus did it though. Might he be calling me to do it? Oh, didn't like that thought. When I was sort of reading this, I read an article that said, being controversial or causing conflict, conflict isn't always a negative thing if it can lead to new ideas and thinking. Being controversial or causing conflict isn't always a negative thing if it can lead to new ideas and thinking. And that just appeared to be what Jesus was doing. But he was playing a really dangerous game here. In reaching out to this one woman, he'd have to face the fact that this was going to be one more marker against him from his enemies. It was going to bring him one step closer to death. Hey, it was a pretty brave move on his part, really, wasn't it? But on, on the plus side... By being controversial, he was about to bring a whole town into a new way of thinking. Ooh, what a sacrifice. Scary stuff, though. Scary stuff. Would you do that? Would you do that? I don't know. I'd have to think about it, if I'm honest. Excited. The woman ran back to town. Hey, hey, you've got to hear this. There's a man by Jacob's well and he told me everything I ever did. Could, could this man be the Christ? What do you think? What do you think? She ran back to town. Do you know what a clever Jesus we've got? Absolutely. What a brilliant, brilliant move. He didn't go into the town himself. Because he would guess what their reaction would be. Their reaction would be, oh, here's one of those Jews from the south, you know, stuck-up Jew. He'd be telling us what we should be doing, what we ought to be doing, and that we've got it all wrong, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Their backs would have been up before he'd even started speaking to them. But no, he allowed this Samaritan woman to go back to her own people, and they came to him. They were curious as to who and what had excited this loose woman. They wanted to see for themselves what had changed her from being a woman who avoided contact with others to a woman who had experienced something quite tremendous, so tremendous that she, she was willing to come out of her shell and rush back to the people that she hadn't been speaking to. They came to him I thought that was just such a clever move. The woman was bubbling over with living water when she ran back to town. Just talking to Jesus had just got a wall on fire. But you know something? It was when she moved from the listening mode to Jesus into the action of doing something that the rest, the healing fully occurred for her. Verse 42 tells us, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony and they urged him to stay with them. 
How brilliant. They loved Jesus. They wanted him to stay. This snooty Jew from the south. They wanted Jesus to stay. You were right. You were right, they told the woman. We're no longer taking this on your say, say so. We've heard it for ourselves and we know for sure. And that's quite a crucial verse. Quite a crucial line from the people of the town. We're no longer taking this on your say so. We've heard it for ourselves and we know for sure. You were right. Can you imagine how that woman's self-esteem would have been restored at those words? She was the one who had introduced Jesus to our town. He had chosen her to talk to. Not the elders, not the mayor, not the rabbi. Her. He had chosen her to go back to her own people with that message, with the, with, with the good news. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth and followed thee by. I bet she was bursting with enthusiasm. What a changed woman. And all because Jesus was controversial. Would you dare be controversial? If you could, it might lead to a new way of thinking for one or two people around you. Would you dare be honest before God about yourself? Or do you like to just avoid those slightly tricky situations? Let's bow our heads in prayer.